Dude. Tyler Murray is about to suck at football again because Call of Duty's out. Yeah, <laughs> his fantasy points are going to go in the toilet. <laughs> Wait, Andrew, did you hear about this story? I did not. There's a, there's a theory out there which has held true for Kyler Murray's career. Kyler Murray's one of my favorite uh, football players. His, but his stats tend to dip drastically, like halfway through the season, and it correlates almost exactly to when the new Call of Duty comes out. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a young dude that is that, like, I think he joined FaZe Clan, I think, technically. <laughs> he did? I believe so, yeah. His, his name's his, FaZe K1, I think is his, his name. coaches oh would gosh. see him on Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> he actually had a clause in his new contract that he signed that he had to spend a certain amount of time studying film. Because I think they thought that when Call of Duty came out, he would just slack and play video games instead. <laughs> It's not. It's so funny. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Oh it's it was, they they promptly uh, took that clause out because uh, they realized it was a bad look. Responded to that too. He was like, "I'm flattered that you guys think I could uh, do any of the things I've done without film because I'm short." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's it's like he's like five to play football. He's like five ten and plays quarterback, which is really small. He's five ten and rounding up. Yeah. <laughs> Five tens generous. Matt is probably taller than this guy. I think I am. I'd love to meet him sometime to prove that. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. I'm Matt. I'm hosting this week, and I'm joined by my two beloved friends, Dawson and Andrew. Greet the audience, people. Wow. such It fills me with such warm feelings. <laughs> I really, I'm, I'm filled with cold feelings. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm dead inside <laughs> after that. <laughs> it's a very efficient intro as well. Just getting right into it and straight to the point. I got a lot of practice from recording YouTube videos. <laughs> I've got I've got intros Forget down to pat. Click that like button and subscribe. Yeah, I actually don't close my videos with that because I hate YouTubers that say that all the time. <laughs> it is annoying. I hate the cliche. Do you remember that? I remember hearing reading somewhere on the internet there was actually someone who like put their child to bed. And when they were walking out of the room, their child said, leave a like and subscribe, because they thought that was a way of saying goodbye. Because <laughs> they right. watch YouTube so much. That's horrible. That's like, the same, that's like the same story of a kid who just puts their flat palm to their head and say, like saying they're talking on a cell phone. Right. Instead of doing like the thumb and the, 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 thumb and the pinky out to talk like <laughs> on a cell phone. It's, it's like, like no, I will, not, I will not play along unless you do it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you go on to different uh systems for like computers and it's like oh the save button is like a floppy disk and it's like what's people you point something and be like what's that like what's the point of the floppy disk right you it's know? like yeah. what is this icon exactly all right well time going into the on. uh oh sorry go ahead what were you saying i was just saying time moves on yeah exactly left behind. It's good. It's amazing how many things kids are just not gonna know anymore. Like things that we just take for granted and know what they are. How many things have gone by the wayside? Not the not the tapes. <clears throat> yeah, not the right. delay too to derail too much. But I hate it so much. 
I see all these stuff like people born after 1990 whatever. Oh yeah, won't, not, won't know what this is, and it's like cassette tapes or CDs or mm-hmm. video or uh, computer games that are super old. It's like I had cassette tapes. Oh yeah, I had a Walkman. I had a Discman. I had that stuff. Mm-hmm. Te- all three technology. of us are 99, and we we know all this stuff. That yeah, we do. Claim that we don't. My family mm-hmm. was not wealthy enough to jump jump to new technology. I had VHS <laughs> tapes. For like the first five years of my life, it was all VHS. Same. Tapes. I don't think we. I don't even remember. I think maybe the the prequel trilogy of Star Wars might have been like the first DVDs we had in our house. Like, dude, I, I had remember. the prequel trilogy on uh, on uh, cassette. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! On cassette, that would be crazy. Wait, what did you just call it? Is it VHR? I can't. It's VHS. 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 <laughs> VHS. I wasn't. I wasn't DVR, gonna jump on DVR. that because I wasn't sure. But yeah, it's VHS. Yeah, I was thinking VHS. DVR, which even people are moving away from DVRs now. No one's. Yeah, DVR is basically soon. dead with the world of streaming. Not to my yeah. dad, who loves skipping commercials. <laughs> there you go. Oh, commercials and streaming. Just kidding. That's they not put true. Those in there too. Yeah, Just they took pay more to have. None. They took like the one thing that made streaming services like significantly different from normal TV and just threw it out the window. <laughs> You know what? Yep. I I was I was talking about this to someone a, lo- a little while ago about how it was so interesting how uh, technology seemed to take a step backwards in a way because we went from uh, but it was also a step forwards as well but we went from uh, what do you call it? Uh, records discs Vinyl, and then we went yeah. into like eight track tapes and then cassette tapes and then onto uh, discs back to discs again. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of true, actually. Because vinyl is a thing again. Well, yeah, vinyl so. was more like you have the little. It's, it's like just divots. the sound quality is is better held up. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. divots in the uh, in the in the disc to sick. I still that's that technology of like that blows my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. of musical recording of transmitting of like speaking into a microphone, going through a cable into a computer, being digitized, taking that copy. And sending it off, not even physically anymore. You don't even have to take like, oh, I recorded it onto this disc, mm-hmm. recorded it onto this USB drive. You don't even need a USB drive. You just transmit it through the internet onto another computer and then play it out the speakers. And it sounds like not the same, but different enough or the same like enough that you can like, too. yeah, you could recognize yeah. it. And it's like that. It's basically magic. Mm-hmm. It's basically like if a wizard walked out and did the same thing as like, here, speaking to my staff, and the recording of uh, the the signal of your voice will transmit, and it will come out of that rock over there. I'm like, that's basically the same thing. That's the same <laughs> thing I'm watching. Lord of the, Gandalf and Lord of the Rings is just like, hey, Alexa. Exactly. <laughs> Gandalf like speaks into his staff. He's like, schedule me. Uh, remind me I have dinner plans at 8 o'clock tonight. That's the same thing. The same <laughs> remind thing me. Remind me about Second Supper this la- later this evening. <laughs> exactly. That's the same thing. The same thing is happening there versus if you talk to Alexa right now. Like, it's the same thing. Make sure you record okay. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, make sure you record the Rings of Power. Yeah, right. Get accurate with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. well. Now you can get back on track. Yeah. So <laughs> this week, I'm going to... Uh, revive quote unquote just really just do again uh sports news of the week because there were a lot of interesting things that happened once again and Didn't you uh, do this last time yeah i did last time i hosted i will so, I, I, you, you will find that matt likes sports andrew 
I know, but are you saying revive like we haven't done it in a long time? Yeah, that was not that was not the word three weeks ago. That was not the word I was looking for. (laughs) The last time you did this, we did the exact same thing. So it's like it makes sense. It's like I've said bring back uh, the gamer zone last week because we hadn't done it since the second episode, Uh and it's been it's been a while since then. So that made sense. But you literally did it the last. Yeah, I literally just did it. Yeah. Revive was not the word I should have gone with, but that was the one that came to to my head. Yeah. Let me just say, how about like return or do again or... It's like someone who's asleep and then you wake them up. You're like, I have brought this person back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever the word I meant is, uh, we're doing sports news again. (laughs) So, um... Returned. Exactly. So I wanted to actually, weirdly enough, there were three things... That happened in the last since I hosted where um, they actually were relevant to things we've discussed on previous episodes. So I wanted to lead with those quick hitters real quick. So last time we did this, Andrew brought up the point. um, He asked if where the Washington uh, commanders, formerly Washington football team, formerly redacted, uh, were located, whether they were in Washington, D.C. or Washington, the state. Apparently, joke. yeah. Apparently, the commander's own PR team doesn't know because they sent out <laughs> a bunch of coffee mugs to like uh, people on staff and writers and stuff that had the commander's logo overlaid on the state of Washington outlined. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. Right until you said that it was overlaid with the state of Washington, I still. Didn't know where they were from. <laughs> I yes. totally forgot. I did not. Know. So they're not from the state of Washington. No, they are. All of the oh. professional teams are from D.C. So they say Washington, okay. but they're from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Washington yeah, okay. does have a football team, but it's the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, that's okay. the professional team out sense. in the state of Washington. Yes. Okay. So, so don't feel bad, though, because apparently members of the actual Washington commanders don't know either. So... That was one thing. Surprise! I'm actually moonlighting as the PR. I'm actually moonlighting as the PR team for <laughs> the Washington Commanders. There you go. Uh, the next <laughs> thing was that this was something that I noticed watching Sunday Night Football last night. So Nick Bosa plays for the San Don't Francisco. Don't you mean two nights ago? <laughs> nudge, nudge. Correct. Since we are definitely recording this and speak, we are recording this Monday night, speaking on Tuesday. The um. So Nick Bosa plays for the San Francisco 49ers. And Nick Bosa, in his player intro, said, Nick Bosa, the Ohio State University. He he was then immediately followed by Aziz Al-Shair, I hope I said that name right, who is, a, I believe, a linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, who said... I know you're a dedicated listener, Aziz. Please forgive us. (laughs) Who said, who immediately followed Nick Bosa with, Aziz Al-Shair, the FAU. He went, he went to Florida Atlantic <laughs> University and threw the big V in front of it and enunciated it. And I... Oh, that's hilarious. My dad happened to, be, happened to walk out of the room and I just started laughing and I paused the TV. I'm like, Dad, come here. You gotta... You got... You have to see this. It was so funny. And it was ironic because that was, I believe, a point that we actually brought up on that episode when we talked about that. Was like, what if someone else does that? Can Ohio State sue them? So I guess we'll have to keep an eye out for any lawsuits <laughs> coming towards uh, our good friend of the show, Aziz's way. <laughs> okay. Just because you brought up Ohio, I have to bring this up. Absolutely. Uh, 
it was recently in a recent TikTok TikTok that I saw a little while ago. There was this guy. He was talking about a rare map of Michigan from like 1972 or 1970 something, where in the map maker, in uh, he put you go and you look over Michigan. It's fine, but if you go down to Ohio, it was something to the effect of OSU sucks and go blue. <laughs> it was something to the effect of that, and they were labeled as towns and cities inside of Ohio. Oh my so, gosh! Know, at, like how at like the bottom of the map you can like see the, <laughs> the very top of like Indiana and uh, Ohio, and like you can see those two states, and then you can see like Wisconsin on the edge of those maps. And so on the map in Ohio, like it would label as states of something. To, I don't remember the specifics, but something of the effect of OSU sucks. Go and then another. It was labeled as a town. And then you look over to the other side or to a little bit to the left, and it says something to the effect of go blue labeled as a town. And so ha. it costs like literally like I think $7 in ink to print that extra thing on the uh, <laughs> on the map. And so the uh, government of Ohio found out about this, and they got mad. And they're like, you're printing false information of on the map. Of course they did. <laughs> that uh, is misle- misleading people that people will think that these are actually towns. But the government of Michigan ruled that since it was tech, it was since the map of Michigan was correct and all of these towns were accurate, that uh, since it was in Ohio, it didn't count as uh, misinformation because they weren't <laughs> printing maps of Ohio; they're printing maps of Michigan. That's hilarious. And no one goes to Ohio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Did Michigan win the case then, or the yes. company? That's it was amazing. Michigan, oh my gosh. The Michigan. It was the. It was printed by the state of Michigan as official maps of Michigan. But the Michigan <laughs> government. They, so the guy snuck. The guy. The map creator snuck this little. Uh, I guess you could say Easter egg or joke in to the map, and so the Ohio complained the to the legends. state of. Complained. Complained to the government. They're like, well, technically speaking, it's not. It wasn't uh, the information on Michigan is correct, so we weren't actually faulting, fa- printing false information. So there's that is a amazing. you can find a find copies of that map out there in the world. I want to find that map and hang it on my wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, All right, so on amazing, the, amazing, go blue. <laughs> the, so the I brought up a story last time I hosted where a uh, punter for the University of Arizona hit his own guy in the hand when punting oh, the yeah. ball and it resulted in no, San Diego State scoring this? a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and I have a picture to go along with this one, which the official NFL account tweeted out. The Miami Dolphins pl- played the Buffalo Bills and the Miami punter kicked a ball off his own man's butt, which you can now see in chat. <laughs> and that is the moment of contact that you were I saw at. a picture I saw your dad post a picture of yeah, that on Facebook. Yeah. And that ball careened off his man's butt and flew out the back of the end zone for a safety. Uh Miami still went ended up winning the game, but I could not go without bringing that up because that we man, just talked about that. That man was trying to send the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy's lucky that wasn't a few centimeters or a few inches lower. But oh, right. had a yeah. That dude yeah. would have had a yeah. terrible day. I like to As imagine... the NFL forget to wear cups all the time, too. Exactly. I like to imagine that when, as soon as the ball hit him, he let out, like, a big, oh, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just love to... I would just love to know how he responded to that. So, yeah. We had 
had two butt butt plays in the NFL this week. Yeah, there yeah, there was the one in the Lions game, right? Oh, Dalvin Cook, he <laughs> ran into was it a lineman's butt? I think it was it was someone on his own team. I think it was a lineman, yeah. yeah. And he hurt himself. <laughs> yeah, he hurt his wrist or something. <laughs> yeah, that so, was hilarious. And and then there was a what's his name? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to touch on it, I won't say anything if you are. But. No, I mean, you could go ahead. I had that one written down. I wasn't sure if I was going to bring that one up or not, but yeah, he uh, stepped out the back of the end zone. Uh, Which has for happened a once before. Yep. A Lions quarterback named Dan Orvlowski. Yep. Now we've had a butt fumble and stepping out of the back of the end zone in one week. Yep. Which happened years and years ago to different people because mark sanchez is the notorious butt fumble he ran into his old online man fumble that, ball and it was that's up still for a touchdown. that still is one of still, my favorite plays in nfl it's history hilarious. it's so funny now yeah. basically uh, the nfl has like made this into something too mm-hmm. <laughs> on their social media they're just like dan orvlowski and mark sanchez are the real winners today <laughs> they're not they're not alone <laughs> did you see dan orlovsky's response to garoppolo didn't he say like freedom? Yeah, he tweeted in all caps. I've never been happier. Freedom. Because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's no longer the only the end one. Of that. <laughs> no, which if you if dear this was dear much listener, worse, though. dear listener, do look it up. Dan Orlovsky's is far worse and still one of the stupidest plays I've ever seen in my life. Um, do look that one up. That one's worth watching if you haven't seen it. It's it's an all time classic with the butt fumble with mark sanchez yeah find that one too that one's even funnier all right Beat osu and go blue are two non-existent ohio towns in fulton fulton and lucas counties respectively they were inserted on the 1978 to 1979 edition of the official state of michigan map <laughs> these names refer to the slogan of university of michigan fans go blue and a reference a reference to their arch rivals from ohio state Beat OSU. So these towns were called Beat OSU and Go Blue. <laughs> that uh, they were inserted amazing. by um, Peter Fletcher, who was a uh, alumni of Michigan State or not Michigan State, uh, Michigan you know, University of Michigan. He was uh, he was quoted to have a sly sense of humor and ordered the inclusion <laughs> of the fake town of Go Blue near the real town of Bono, Ohio, off State Route 2, and beat OSU near Archibald, Ohio, just south of Inter- Interstate 80 and Interstate 90 and the Ohio Turnpike. <laughs> On the printed map, the fiction- fictitious town names appear in lowercase letters, while every other town appears to capitalize, as well as the real locations are clearly marked. There's no specific dot, boundary, line, or other marker uh, to identify the precise location of the two fictitious towns. In a 2008 interview, goodness gracious, I am terrible when I'm specifically <laughs> reading any other, anything else, as also just speaking in general. In t- a 2008 interview, Fletcher explained that a fellow Michigan alum had been teasing him about the Mackinac Bridge colors, green and white, and the colors of Michigan State University. Fletcher noted that the bridge colors were in compliance with the federal state highway regulations and had no other choice in the matter. He did, however, have more control over the uh, state highway map. Fletcher <laughs> said that he thus ordered the cartographer to insert the two fictitious towns. In That's a 2012 amazing. obituary of Fletcher, AnnArbor.com noted that the maps contained the fic- fictional cities had a limited print run and become collector's items. 
An like publication has also been noted as a good luck charm for the University of Michigan Wolverines that year. The team beat their arch rivals 14 to 3 in the 1978 edition of The Game. Haha, <laughs> take that. Which was once called the greatest North American sports rivalry rivalry written by ESPN. The fictional G.I. Joe comic book character Road Pig is recorded to have been born in Go Blue, Michigan. <laughs> the movie Paper Towns refers to the concept of paper towns in the description refers to the fake towns on the map created by cartographers to deter copyright infringement a map a map extent of BOSU is shown as an example that's amazing I love that so much that just became one of my favorite stories ever alright transitioning a bit to um, news that's not related to things that we have already uh, discussed on previous <laughs> episodes as my phone is buzzing because my family group chat's blowing up. Thanks, Kate. Um, Boo, Kate, you suck. <laughs> all right. So I am a fan of uh, watching UFC or just MMA in general, but UFC being the highest level of it. I love watching it. So UFC is fought in the octagon, and that's a chain link fence, essentially, in the shape of an octagon. Uh, Got eight sides. Yes. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a fighting league in Russia that decided to uh, change up oh, the uh, octagon and decided to use a different type of boundary for their fights. What do you guys think it is? Uh, hexagon? Okay. Is it a different shape? Yes. Um... <clears throat> I mean, there's more to it than it just being a different shape, but yes, it is a different shape. It's not an octagon. Oh, can, you, can you repeat it? I think I misheard. Okay, yeah, so the UFC fights in an octagon, so there's a Russian uh, fighting league that decided to change it up and use a different boundary for their fighting ring. So what do you guys think mm. it is? Okay. The country of Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Not inaccurate. Um, <laughs> Technically, the truth, I think, is the phrase. <laughs> I'm going to go with a wall of knives. A wall of knives. Russia. Okay. Andrew, do you have a guess that's not the country of Ukraine? Uh, Yeah, hexagon. Okay. The correct answer is a phone booth. What? Yes. That's they put, tiny. They put two grown men... It, with the MMA um, fighting gloves on in a phone booth, a literal phone booth, like the size of a legitimate phone booth you'd find on the street in London. And you and they just let them wail on each other for, I think, I forgot how long. My dad sent me a video of it. I, it's not long. It's like 30 seconds tops, I think, the fight lasts for. But it's just two dudes just wailing on each other in close quarters. It is absolutely incredible. <laughs> I just looked this up, and I'm watching the video right now. It's um, is it like a it Doctor Who size phone booth? No, yeah, it's like a red, no, it's I mean, like a red phone booth from yeah. like a Superman comic that you'd see him transform, uh, change Holy clothes. Yeah, yeah, like oh, <laughs> they're just in a phone booth. <laughs> they're so close. <laughs> it's the most Russia thing I've ever heard of. The funniest part to me is that when the bell goes off to signal that time's up, they just stop. They don't fight each other anymore. Someone just opens the door and they both walk out. If you brought that crap here to, to the USA, 
that those dudes would just keep going. There's no way. There's no I love way they stop. It's not even like a phone. It's not like a phone booth sized box. It's a phone. Dear listener, look up, look this up. All I did was search up Russia fighting phone booth, mm-hmm. and that you'll fi- <laughs> you'll find it right away. So, dear listener, please look this up. It's it's just a fo- it's a like a replica phone booth. <laughs> you'd see in like some sort of like museum that you'd like take pictures in as like a joke, but it's literally a phone. It's oh my gosh, what on earth? <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, me and my two two of my no, all three of my siblings. Thought it was just uh, two of them, but uh, all three, all four of us. Gosh, I can't count. <laughs> uh, all four of us, we squeezed into one of those, and there was barely enough room for the four of us. And we're, you know, normal sized human beings, not mm. UFC fighters. Right. Oh, so, yep. Someone commented, "This is the future of freak fighters," and of course, the fighting on the container suspended over the water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Without irony, seeing the sensation of the Roman cage, such as a prime, should go in this direction. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's just something insane that my dad cued me in on, too. I don't know how he found it. I'll have to ask him. But, yeah, that's a thing. Fighting in a phone booth. It's called Punchbox. <laughs> that's a perfect name. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like watching a video where it's like this like dramatic intro, but there's just like a fake phone booth rotating in the back of the corner. <laughs> and it's like supposed and it's like this intense music that's playing. And it's just like and it's just this phone booth. Like this feels like like an SNL or a Mad TV or some kind of internet <laughs> sketch. Like we took the ultimate fighting champions and we're gonna fight in the great in the most uh, close combat arena known to man. A phone booth, <laughs> phone punch, box punch, whatever you want to call it. When punches punch are box. too close to call, <laughs> pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's like giving him water. What on earth? This is ridiculous. <laughs> it literally does look like a comedy sketch. Like that you think to yourself, there's no way this is actually real when you're watching it. He took the two men who ripped the phone books in half and pinned them against each other. <laughs> the battle there's for phone supremacy. <laughs> there's a movie called The Phone Booth, I think. For really? like a where there's like a guy who's stuck in a phone booth because there's like a sniper or something that's gonna kill him, <laughs> and uh, I think so this he is hid the... in a phone booth. Yeah, he's like in a phone booth, and he's like on the phone with the like he's getting shot at, and he's like on the phone with the killer, and he's like, what "Holy are you cow!" Do? Hmm. Yeah, but uh, this this is the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sequel. They just duke it out in the phone booth. <laughs> you know what they have to do is they have to make it glass. It has to be glass. Like they, so, like when they're fighting and they bump up against each other, it's just like, oh my god, just oh my even more deadly because it's gonna shatter. <laughs> yeah. So that's again, that's something insane that I saw and I had to bring up. Um, Dear listener, if you're picture, just picture two men fighting in a phone booth, and you're you've exactly got it. They're you've just slugging the it out too. I'm it's still so watching it, and it's it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
It what if it's like what if Superman just never got out of the phone booth? What if, super, what if Superman got in the phone booth and then Lex Luthor or uh, Zod also got in the phone booth? And it's like a it's like a Krypton it was like a Kryptonian phone booth that couldn't be broken by just their mortal stuff, like just by their super strength, and they just punched really closely and hugged a lot, and it's just <sighs> Superman. Like I love you, man. Help. Now I punch you in the face. Superman, we I need your help. You Lex Luthor's ter- terrorizing the city. Great, send him to the phone booth. <laughs> Oh my god. Or that man has man. the back cave. I have the phone booth. <laughs> and they stop and they stop. It's like they have multiple I'm just, I know you have other uh topics, Matthew, but you completely <laughs> derailed me because I'm still watching this video. And they have like breaks and they're so close together, they just turn around their back, they're back fighting again. And it's like a it's it's like two rock'em sock'em robots. It's like a rock <laughs> It's like the joke of like there was that movie uh, a few years ago, Real Steel, where it was like oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so like that's the Rock'em Sock'em Robots like joke of like oh this is two robots fighting, but it literally looks like they're Rock'em Sock'em Robots and they're just like yeah because they can't like, move. Close. There's no mobility. Exactly. Like you're, exactly. you're just... and they're just like. <laughs> Do they have commercial breaks? We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> like, Not so far. They that turn I've around seen. and then turn back towards each other after the break. <laughs> Not so far that I've seen. But they keep cutting to the wide shot, and so they have these two guys with shoulder rig cameras, and they're just like getting super close on the phone. <laughs> and this is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm glad you're getting this much enjoyment out of it. I had to share I'm it with you so guys. I'm so confused. <laughs> like, who. Like, not only the fact that this is <laughs> this like. Is, this is actually Doctor Who's cousin, Doctor Y. <laughs> Doctor Y. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Accurate. Oh my gosh. It's so confusing. And there are people watching this. Yeah, like, no, they have, full, they have fans. It's a full spectating audience. Mm hmm. That it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so confused. <laughs> the fans on like the side of the phone booth where you can't really see anything. How do you predict? Dude. Now they're saying that there's some someone won the fight, but how do you how do you decide? Judges, they score it. Just like whoever UFC. got the on what? <laughs> whoever got the first phone call off, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh I wonder. Gosh. I want. There's got to be knockouts in that. I would assume because you're just. You're just. But at the same time, how? Yeah. Much, if they knock out, they're just leaning up against the wall. But at the same time, how much can you really wind up your punches? <laughs> you can't. You don't have any room to like wind up. <laughs> like all your punches are basically just jabs. How did they get? Fi- how did they find bigger people? There's a bigger guy now. <laughs> it's the second. Now they're a totally different fight, and it's a big. They're bigger. How do you turn around? Dude, have you ever seen Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal, go into a phone booth? Oh my gosh, these yeah. guys, they did they literally did it. They turned around and they're like trying to get at each other, but they like they caught they got stuck for a second when they tried to turn around. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh this I think, is ridiculous. I think I know what Andrew's gonna be spending his week doing. He's <laughs> just gonna be watching I'm... Russian phone booth fighting. <laughs> There, is there like a league or is this like yeah a, just like i think a so thing? i think it's actually a th- organized thing i don't think it's just a i don't think it's just like a fight club or anything i think this is like an actual thing i can like a punch box so, there was i think it was like an snl thing no it was jimmy fallon uh where they had like a phone booth thing where like if you got a question wrong had to you had to have more people in your phone booth and it was with shaquille o'neal oh gosh this is this is this is the future of of uh box punch or whatever (laughs) it's called punch box 
the term oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the term fighting in a phone box is used when a bout is contested in close range with a little breathing space, usually providing excitement. <laughs> but Russia promotion punch club have gone to the extreme lengths of organized fights to actually be held in a real life phone booth. So used in professional fighting. Like you uh like you say, like so if someone's like close quarters fighting, then that's like, oh, phone booth fighting is like a, a term. But it looks like they've... Uh, they took it literally? Took it literally. Very literally. <laughs> once the fire has had enough... The winner appears to be declared once the fighter has had enough. The bouts have been staged in Moscow to see fighters battle it out wearing only hand wraps for protection. Mm-hmm. The, craziness is, uh, the craziness <laughs> is not only saved for just the odd phone, bo- phone box fighting, but several other bizarre contests to offer. This includes body bouts between uh, fighters wearing MMA gloves but dressed in collared shirts with braces and suit trousers. <laughs> Those fights are staged in a makeshift rings where fans are crowding around the ropes. Perhaps the most unorthodox event staged is car jujitsu, which car has competitors jiu-jitsu. rolling around in a motor. Okay, I gotta look this up now. Car. Oh my! Jitsu. This is a rabbit this hole. This is what happens holes. when you go down the Russia rabbit hole. Russia, where it actually rains cats and dogs. Right. <clears throat> no, it rains dogs and cats. <laughs> Not cats and dogs. It's the other way around. Cat, dogs, and cats. <laughs> oh my it's gosh! Russia? <laughs> oh my gosh! That's it's. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! They're what? doing it. It's car jujitsu. What are they? So they're fighting in what? A car. Cars. They're car jujitsu. They're just they're fighting in a car. <laughs> yeah. My it's gosh. Just... Oh my gosh. Next thing you know, it's like uh, I don't know. Storage closet boxing. Car jujitsu eight. Vic versus Vic versus Vichazel. I don't even think. But it's just two guys. One guy sitting in the passenger seat. One guy sitting in the driver's seat. And then it goes, and they're just fight. And then they go, and they fight, and they're fighting in a car. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're right. Oh this is God. insanity. <laughs> you you made the worst mistake ever by giving this to bring this to my attention, Matthew. <laughs> we are so derailed now. Andrew's it's... gonna join the league. My gosh, they're, u- they're using like with... they're using like those <laughs> handles on the roof that used to get out, and they're like using them as leverage. Yeah. Punch each other and Dang. push them out the window. That's what they're meant he's for. He's using the seat. The one I'm watching, he's using the seatbelt. Oh my gosh. Like, he's like wrapping like it around him. Not strangled, uh, but he's like wrapping it around him. And he's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's you're right. Like I'm a, seeing that clip now. <laughs> what the crap? It's not even like a big car. It's like one of those tiny Russian cars. <laughs> and it's like, it's not even like an official event. It's just a bunch of people in a parking lot. <laughs> Please, dear listener. First of all, picture two men, two grown men fighting inside of a small car, and there you go. But now look it up because I, I, my brain, <laughs> your brain, your brain, done, apparently. his brain stopped working. <laughs> it did. It, it totally, but no more. If you perhaps I, I could give you a reprieve and transition to the next to the next I have sports to close news. The, I, ha, I literally have to close because if I keep watching, the entire rest of the podcast is ruined. Because He's just I not going to stop. <laughs> I can't. Like, how, where do you go once you've learned about 
car jujitsu. Like phone booth boxing was one thing. It's like, okay, phone booth boxing, I guess that's like a gimmick of some kind. But car jujitsu that people <laughs> actually that people actually fight and a car that the one I was watching was car jujitsu eight. So there were They've seven done other this multiple times. car jujitsu. It wasn't like, oh, <laughs> this one time car jujitsu thing where a bunch of people fought, did car jujitsu in one afternoon. But no, people are doing car jujitsu on a regular basis to have eight different full length videos Number dedicated. Nine. <laughs> Number to nine having... is going to be uh, air, hot air balloon karate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly. <laughs> no. What they got to do is they got to do like, uh, like you said, uh, What's another storage one? closet boxing? Storage, yeah, storage <laughs> closet boxing, where it's literally just like a walk-in closet and two guys yeah. are just slugging it out. Like there's, there's brooms in it still and everything. Like, exactly, exactly. <sighs> Bathroom oh, stall gosh. taekwondo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's try to get back on track. All right, transitioning out of the world of whatever's going on in Russia to Bathtub our... Krav Maga. There you go. Bathtub. <laughs> Or like unisex bathroom uh, karate, where they're just like it's like one of those. Oh yes, the family bathroom. Yeah, family <laughs> bathroom. They go to random malls around the country, and they just go to random family bathrooms, and they just fight. And so the guys walk in like the full like white gi on with like black belts and everything, and then they're just like, "Hiya!" in the, in the family bathroom. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh! All right, transitioning back to good old American sports. Um, I don't, this was a pretty big, yeah, right. This was a pretty big, well, this isn't the, this isn't the most normal story to transition to, but this is a pretty <laughs> big piece of news. Did you guys hear about the Utah, University of Utah student? Just, just student, no. So Utah, well, I mean... Utah was slated to play, uh, San Diego State and, um, a Utah student threatened to do something <laughs> if they lost. What do you think it was? <laughs> you threatened to go streaking? Well, first of all, it actually was a she, but... Oh, she? Mm -hmm. she? Did she threaten to uh, assault somebody? Okay. He threatened somebody to a car jujitsu match. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's women doing car jujitsu. Yeah, I saw that. that I, did, are... I saw that in the one video I was watching just now. There are women doing car jujitsu, so this is a this is a unisex sport. Yes, so you think she you think she threatened to assault somebody, Dawson? What do you think? Uh, I can't think of any other creative ideas. She threatened. Your that. brain's just fried. <laughs> my brain. I. It was. It took all my. I know we're trying to get back on track, but it took all of my mental capacity to try and comprehend car jujitsu. <laughs> phone, phone booth boxing was just something ridiculous. Up. But car jujitsu is like I need to lay. I need to take a nap now. Andrew used like, up all his brain power for the next three days just trying to comprehend. Oh them. It's like not even trying to like think about. It, just understand. Yeah, right. Like, car jujitsu. Oh, oh gosh. All right, Dawson. What do you think this student threatened to do? I think she's cynical and she threatened to throw a raw potato into the local homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is quite cynical. Uh, no, she, mind you, this was anonymous on Yik Yak, which is that one anonymous uh, message board, essentially. She threatened to blow up the nuclear power plant that's on campus. 
He is cynical. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, ma'am. You're going to jail now. Yeah, she was arrested. <laughs> you threatened to basically explode a nuclear bomb on campus. You go to jail now. Yeah. That's not like, oh, if we lose, I'm going to blow something up. No, you go to jail yeah, now. Yeah, no, she was arrested, <clears throat> and um, she, you know, obvious, obviously meant it as a joke, but that's not something you can say publicly ever, you even in a joking joke about... manner. <laughs> you don't joke you don't, about bombs. You don't joke about nuking a. Uh, uh, you don't joke about bombs on an airplane. You don't joke about fire in a movie theater, and you don't joke about nuking a college campus after losing a football game. No, which uh, they did win thirty-five to seven, so they're okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. I bet the coach was like wiping the sweat off of his brow. Like, yeah, come on, guys, yeah. we got a lot riding on this. <laughs> the local police also. The local police also made the point to point out that, like, the There's odds no of the odds of one person actually pulling that off is literally next to impossible. Like, because of how ma- how many safety measures obviously are in place at a nuclear power plant, so nothing would have actually so. happened even if she was serious. They would have been able to stop her, but. Yeah, not something you could say. <laughs> I mean, it's such a specific threat that you got to take her seriously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> that's, they had you to gotta take, her, take her at least a little bit seriously. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. I like, thought I thought it was gonna be bad, but like really not that bad. Like <laughs> I feel like throwing a, a potato into a homeless shelter is is much less uh, serious. But it's definitely... we swung the bar way too low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I I got some uh, some vibes from the way he was talking. I'm like, oh, she's she's a she's a person that would definitely uh, say something pretty out there. Oh yeah. Oh, what she did. Was this uh, University of Utah? I mean, who would miss Utah? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Ohio, though. It's not Ohio. <laughs> so yes, that was an interesting thing that came up. And yeah, no, it was obvious. It made it made pretty big news because. Obviously, it's a nuclear threat in a way, but um, didn't end up really being anything. So that's a good thing, at least. Um, so Texas, <laughs> like you have to like sit there, like the cops have to sit there and be like, "So we got to laugh." It's like we want to laugh this off because I mean, obviously, it's like it's a football game. So who's gonna explode a nuclear device? But it's such a specific threat, but that we have to take her seriously, right? Right. Like, we have to do something. Like yeah, it's you don't so want to be that specific. <laughs> yep. I don't want to be the idiots that didn't take it serious, and then all of a sudden it happens. Exactly. But, then you look like real idiots. Yeah, it's well, like they probably they wouldn't be around to be the idiots. But University <laughs> of U- University of Utah uh, destroyed in a nuclear blast after a student uh, sabotaged the nuclear power plant, and the cops are like watching in the news, like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we messed that one up, didn't we? <laughs> like, I didn't think she'd go through with it. <laughs> the cop the cop named Dale was on vacation and he's like, Oh, we should have taken that serious. <laughs> I didn't think she was serious. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have gone to Ohio this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clear joke because no one goes to Ohio. <laughs> exactly. So Texas played Texas Tech uh this past weekend, and obviously since both schools are in Texas, uh it's a pretty big rivalry. They're also both in the Big Twelve, so they share a conference, so Makes it more so. So Texas Tech won the game, and as fans do after a game, they after a big game, they'll storm the field. 
Um, I was a part of storming a field, obviously, when Michigan beat Ohio State last year. So it's great. It's a really, it's really, really cool when you're there experiencing it. But um, so Texas Tech fans uh, stormed the field, and there were two separate instances that incidents, I should say, that occurred. So one, a Texas Tech fan was running onto the field and just blatantly shoved a Texas player to the ground while running. A player. Dang. on the field because texas because the players were still on the field as the fans were storming the field so nah, wow. as he's so as he's Jeez. running he just shoves a texas guy to the ground and it was captured on video so i assume that guy's gonna be you know dealt with <laughs> accordingly um and then i'm like oh that's 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 just a fan being an idiot but then there was another incident that also happened on the field so there's a video being that was being taken of this woman, I assume by one of her friends, and she's jumping up and down, screaming F, expletive U- UT, meaning University of Texas, um, just screaming it at the top of her lungs as if Texas Tech had just won the national championship, which they didn't and won't. But um, Oh, dang, that's a pretty serious shove. Yeah, but so she was just screaming whatever, doing whatever, and a Texas player comes exploding into the shot and just kind of shoulder bumps her. And then hmm. the, um, and so then you hear the reactions that are like, Oh, whatever. And then the video cuts out. Um, so that, so that was also captured on video. And then there was, and then there were claims further made on social media under that video, which claimed that th- this specific Texas player was actually headhunting for people to shove specifically tech fans and he also may have possibly been specifically targeting young women there's very few backing Gosh. for those claims but those were on there and i thought barrett at least mentioning that there was a texas player running around trying to knock over as many tech fans as possible Jeez. so yeah heated rivalry down there in texas <laughs> <clears throat> i mean it's just because i'm a huge nerd but texas tech sounds like they should be have like cyborgs on the team (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're texas and we're all about american muscle and we're texas tech and we have cyborgs with robot (laughs) implants on our team so it's like the future versus like the old school american muscle so that's just my me being a huge nerd yeah it's just a different like we got we got cows and we got robot cows (laughs) because isn't you uh texas university of texas that's in austin Yes. And then isn't is Texas Tech in like Houston or something? I think they're in Lubbock. <laughs> I think it's the name of the city. <laughs> and Andrew is confidently saying those he's like, I got this and then nope, Lubbock. <laughs> uh, I spelled university wrong. Yeah, Lubbock, Texas. L U B B O C K. Yeah, the the <laughs> most famous Texas city of all. Lubbock. Lubbock. Yeah. That's like I was like, yeah, that would make sense, like Dallas or Houston. Like, those are famous cities. <laughs> nope. A hit city that nobody's ever heard of yep. except for everybody who watches football. It is funny because the all these schools exist. Like, there's Texas, there's Texas Tech, and there's Texas A&M, which is agriculture and mechanics. And it's funny because all these schools, originally, when they started, they all actually were just those programs. But since they're all, like, big schools now, they all have, like, you know, every program but they yeah. still keep their name because it's their only differentiating factor. <laughs> so, like, even though it's, like, Texas Technical Institute, they have, like, all the other normal degrees, pr- degree programs as well. <laughs> uh, 
so college, st- college Station. Yeah, that's it's... Texas A&M. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's like the town is, town is like, so I got a college here. Screw it, College Station. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some weird city names. Like Penn State is in Happy Valley, technically, I think. I think that's the name of the city they're in. That's Pennsylvania for you. Yeah. So transitioning it penitentiary state. Oh, oh got him. Got him good. <laughs> it's like the key and peel uh East versus West Bull state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. It's like something something state penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The um transitioning to uh the sport of baseball, which comes up a lot on this podcast for some reason, considering I don't really watch that much baseball. But there's always interesting things going on in baseball, it seems. So there was a game being played in the AAA level of the minor leagues, and a player of the Memphis Redbirds named Delvin Perez caught a fly, caught a ball with his bat. That was a terrible phrasing. Hang on. He really made good contact is what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, made really good contact on his hit and drove it deep to left field, much like Nick Castellanos would. And um, admired he hit one it when the Queen of England died. By the way, yes, he did. <laughs> Keeping the streak alive, he was he was actually on the injured list when it happened initially, but then shortly after he came back, come out for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I saw somebody say like he was on the injured list. Like too bad, uh, Castellanos is on the injured list. He would have set a record. He would have hit like he would have had five at bats and hit a home run on each of them or something, like. Just absolute insanity. Um, so he stood there at home plate and admired it as the ball flew to left field. Um, but there was a strong wind blowing out of left field, and it was so it was being blown so hard that it actually did not fly over the wall and ended up getting caught by the left fielder. But Delvin Perez did not know this and did not notice, so he kept rounding the bases as if he had hit a home run, and. It wasn't until he got to he got past third base and his dugout yelled at him, "Hey, dude, the ball got caught. It's not a home run." <laughs> and which he turned around like, "What?" Like he's like staring into left field in like complete shock. Like, "What? Are you serious? Like how on earth?" <laughs> it was, it's a great video to watch. It's so funny to watch his reaction like as he's literally about to touch home plate thinking he hit a home run. So that actually, when I played Little League, like, decades ago, literally, I played Little <laughs> League when I was a kid. The one season I played Little League, I was terrible at, at <laughs> baseball. I was the worst, and it was coach pitch. So it was like, Oh, yeah. So I, I could never hit the ball. I would strike out every time. I could never catch the ball. I was in the way, way outfield. I don't think they even have a name for my position because they just put me... <laughs> way out there they had and andrew out there counting dandelions <laughs> exactly is basically what was happening and so i find the one time i go up to bat i i had my hands on the bat i got out i hit my i, I was throwing my hands over my shoulder like a bat and i hit my headphones <laughs> so i uh, i have my hands on the bat threw it over my shoulder Watching the ball and I hear like all the knowledge of baseball, like keep your eye on the ball, all that stuff flooding into my mind, and I hit the ball 
and I <laughs> connect with the ball. I send it out. I sprint as fast as I can, hit the first base. I look around. I find. I get to first base. I look around, and everyone's starting to head in. They caught my ball. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> We're so close to your chicken little moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they caught my ball, and not only do they catch my ball, they caught my ball, and that, and the, in the, in uh, the inning was over. So everyone was walking in the transition between teams. <laughs> Andrew's standing on first base like, I did it! I finally did it! <laughs> and literally what was happening, I was like, finally! I've done it! My <laughs> moment! And then watching everyone walk in, I was like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. It was that's... in that moment he knew real pain. <laughs> that moment I knew I would never be a real... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, baseball player <laughs> baseball player <laughs> that is amazing all right staying on the sport of baseball this is a great story that emerged so robbie ray and luke weaver used to play together uh, on the arizona diamondbacks i think don't fact check me on that one um <laughs> but they were they're on different teams now so they were standing out for the national anthem and you know in baseball for the national anthem the two teams line up on the first baseline and the third baseline, and they stand out there for the national anthem, stand their hand, hats off on, on their chest and everything. And um, so <laughs> the national anthem ends, and all the other players go back to the dugouts, except for Robbie Ray and Luke Weaver, who stay out there standing, staring at each other, still in the national anthem pose, and oh, they're yeah, just like in a standoff. And this is something that has happened before in baseball, so it wasn't, like, a super uncommon occurrence. But it was still really funny because these two are, like, really good friends and they just wanted to have a fun moment before the game. Because they're both pitchers, I think, so there's a good chance that they both weren't even playing in this game. <laughs> um, but hmm. so they, but they, <laughs> the umpire decided, no, we are not allowed to have fun in baseball, and he ejected both of them. <laughs> from the game <laughs> just just threw them out for having a little fun america's greatest sport <laughs> and this is why baseball has a problem is because they don't let these people actually like enjoy themselves anymore like they're so stringent in all these unwritten rules and stuff like that it's just stupid it's like, a clip of a dude who was i think he was shortstop or second base was eating sunflower seeds during the play <laughs> that's awesome like, like there was a guy running past him and he, he he caught the ball threw the ball put a put a thing of sunflower seeds in his mouth right after wait what the who who was it i have to know this. i have no clue thought i sent it to you but Baseball either that play. or like the ball was going to the guys around him but he was just chowing down okay so the player is Torque Construction Noises Lewis, Nevada State Penitentiary. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Construction Noises. Forgot about that. Torque Construction Noises. For people, who might, for people who might be lost, he's referring back to the Key and Peel skit, the guy who yeah, played I've been the trying State to find Penitentiary. That, that is a far <laughs> I figured I'd, I'd throw that I one back. I spent the past, like, five minutes trying to figure it out. But then you have the player formerly known as Mouse Cop. Oh, yeah. University of Missouri, Missouri, Columbia. Okay, I apologize in advance if this pollutes the audio, but there's a YouTube or there's a Facebook page that has the video and it won't tell me who the player is. 
So this is, there's a good chance the first few seconds of audio get into the... Oh, oh never mind. Audio's muted. Who is this? Dan Smith, BYU. Yeah, that was my favorite. The one white guy in the entire skit. <laughs> just Dan Smith. Dan Smith, BYU. <laughs> Uh, I assume the audio tells me who this is, but it's not going to. So, Javarsis, Javars, Javarsis, Jamar, Javars, and Lamar. There's... University of Middle Tennessee. There were so many weird ones in that. Hingle okay. McKingleberry, Penn State University. He's the Flax one from Ms. the Jackson uh... Flax and Wacken. Hingle McKingleberry made that? a reappearance in the skit where they were making fun of the touchdown celebration penalties. Oh yeah. He made a few. He made a few uh, appearances again. Yeah, and it was like the one with the over celebration where they ended up killing each other at the end. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> X wing at aliciousness, Missouri Western State University. Missouri Western State. Okay, so speaking of uh, baseball and not letting people have fun, I recently watched a documentary on ESPN Plus that I wanted to share with you people. Dawson, I know you've heard of these guys. Andrew, have you ever heard of the Savannah Bananas? Backslashing for the fourth. <laughs> Backslashing Wait. fourth the fifth. He's still Calvin going with the Key and Peele skit. <laughs> I, I just have a list of all the names right here. And I'm just reading it. I have to stop. Because like backslashing. Andrew keeps going four. down these deep rabbit holes. I, I, thought he, I thought he was answering me for a second. I'm like, wait, no, he's not answering my question. What's he saying? <laughs> it was just backslash. I know hearing them is awesome, but reading them is also also amazing. All right, what were you what were you asking? Have you ever have you ever heard of the Savannah Bananas? Savannah Bananas, in pertain to what sport? They're a baseball team. No. Okay, Dawson, I know you've heard of them. Yes. I, yeah, I sent you a video. I just yeah. sent it to you, Andrew, too, so you can visualize it. I had, I I know I've talked about them IRL because they're one of my favorite things in the world of sports right now. But they had a docu series come out on ESPN Plus, so I wanted to wait until I watched all of that uh, to share it with you guys. Oh wait, no, I think I've seen these guys before. You've I seen think I've heard of them. I think yeah. I've... I've at least seen them before. I've seen the bananas before. Yeah. So they're a team. They were started by a husband and wife. Um, the husband's more of the like on the field energy leader type, and the wife is more of a behind the scenes, make sure everything goes the way it should type. So they're <laughs> a great team together. And they basically had this idea that they wanted to imp- they wanted to make baseball fun to watch for as fun to watch as possible for the viewers. So. They decided to basically make their own brand of baseball with all these different rules that they put into place. So, for example, when you watch baseball, a lot of time the batter will step out of the batter's box and adjust his gloves and take forever to get back in. So it just makes a time between pitches really long. In this, in this, they call it banana ball. So in banana ball, if you step out of the box, I don't remember if it's either a strike or you're out. I don't remember. I think it's a strike. But, um... And then also they don't allow bunting, which is when you just stick the bat out and get it in the way of the ball. They don't allow bunting. If you bunt the ball, you're actually ejected from the game altogether. <laughs> so yeah. they have a strict no bunting policy. Um, they also have a rule where nice. if a fan catches, if a foul ball is hit into the stands and a fan catches it, it counts as an out. So like you cut out there. Yeah, I saw my icon disip- My icon turned off. If you, they're out. If yes, the fan they're out. It. They're out if a fan catches a foul ball. 
Which I'd rather say the fan gets to play the game. <laughs> that would be amazing. They kind of do in a way. Um, but they also they also have all these weird things they do. They have a dance they do before every game where they have the fans get involved. They have the pitcher. So when you're standing in the batter's box looking out, you can see the pitcher, the center fielder, the second baseman, and the shortstop. So they'll often have like coordinated dances that they'll do. So they'll have all four of them do like the single ladies dance. And then the pitcher will immediately go into his windup and pitch. <laughs> and just all sorts of weird things. And it's just That's so awesome. much fun to watch. And the series was a blast because basically they had this idea. They put everything they had into it. And their whole like brand was just... So they had a tryout for this team. And they basically were like, okay, this is not going to be your typical baseball tryout. Just come and be yourself. So they had dudes showing up in cowboy hats, chaps. Uh, they had there was a guy who like learned how to pitch weirdly, so he could like pitch between his legs and b- behind his back and stuff. And uh, they had one dude who showed up in stilts, so he stands like ten feet tall and he knows how to like walk and stuff. So they had him. So when he made the team, they had him like pitching and hitting with the stilts on. And they also had, like, the support of some former major league players as well, which is really cool. Jake Peavy made an appearance. Um, Johnny Gomes made an appearance as well. Um, They had a bit where they set a baseball bat on fire and had a guy hit with it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Which he did get a hit with it as well, which was crazy. And uh, they rolled out a a banana-colored carpet, like a runway, and had all the players line up like, alongside, like, the paparazzi while the guy was going, like, to take his at-bat. Like, they just, they're all about just making everything fun. And the players just absolutely love it, so it makes the viewing experience that much better because the players love what they're doing. Or can it's, you watch it? It's on ESPN+, Plus, which does like require a subscription. Well, they have, they play in Savannah, Georgia. That's where they're based. They did a tour, mm. which is covered on the show. And um, to my knowledge, they're sold out for, like, everything that they have on the schedule right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so they're selling out every stadium they're going to. And actually, the documentary closed with them getting an invite to play at Fenway Park, where the Boston Red Sox play, which was, like, oh, which was the guy's dream was to sell out Fenway for this banana ball that he created. And um, um, the I think that so the documentary closed with them getting the invite to do it i don't know if it's happened yet or if that's happening in the future but they were invited at least so that's really cool boys are going to fenway yeah so it was i think my personal favorite thing which it actually wasn't in the documentary i saw it on social media somewhere they had a guy so they like to do these big dramatic like walk-ups so like typically in baseball a guy just has walk-up music that plays over the speaker when he's going for his when he's going for his at bat and um, so he gets up and there's a TV in front of him. And he's got two dudes wheeling the TV like towards home plate. And he's following and he is playing his walk up music on Guitar Hero and perfect, perfecting, perf- doing it perfectly, might I add. And it's playing live over the loudspeaker as he's doing it. And he plays his own walk-up music and then just grabs his bat and goes into the batter box. That's awesome. Yeah. That's if, amazing. So if you have an ESPN Plus subscription or anything, if, if, if you find some way to watch this series, it's called Banana Land. 
I highly recommend. It's a real like feel good series. It's really there's no like real drama in it at all. You're just watching these dudes put together a baseball team and just have like the most fun ever while doing it. It's it's like when so cool. you're it's like when you sit Money up with ball, your, but with your, bananas. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when you sit up with your buddies and you're like, let's start a business. Yeah, let's right. Start the business and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like let's start a baseball team. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's start a podcast. I was trying not to specifically <laughs> reference that. <laughs> hey guys, we should start a podcast. It'd be a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wake up the next morning and realize that's a terrible idea. And then you're then <laughs> who you would do, listen uh, to us? Who would listen to us do a podcast? Then you do what fifteen the episodes? <laughs> then you do try it once. You're like, oh, it didn't work out. Then you try it again, and then you do fifteen episodes or however many episodes we have of this dumb thing we do. <laughs> I think not counting reviews, this is the thirteenth. Thing is, yeah, but I was like counting the reviews too because I technically count those. As yeah, because we've got. We got two review episodes. Yeah, I think we're at like, well, in the last episode too. So I think this is our 16th now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wanted to share, 16. I wanted to share the, uh, I wanted to share the Savannah bananas with you guys. And uh, if you find they're on social media. So if you just want to see these guys do the stuff that they love doing, give them a follow it, it. It'll be well worth your time. It's so much fun to watch these guys. I can hear you 14. counting. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> 15. Yeah, fifteen. Cause there's sixteen. The, I also just counted. Those two. Was it sixteen? Because there's the yeah. two. Re- three. Yeah, yeah. Re- well, counting today's episode. Yeah, counting today's is sixteen. Sixteen. Goodness gracious! Sixteen <laughs> episodes already. All right. So transitioning out of the world of sports for this last topic, I wanted to bring up. It's something that I'm particularly <laughs> passionate about, and um, kind of bothers me a little bit. Like, I don't think it's like an, it, I don't think it is like an, enti- it's not an entirely true thing. It's not true for everything, I should say, but it's something I've noticed. I feel like the video game industry in general, the developers. Whatever you're just, about to say is probably true. Yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's a lot of problems. I mean, we're seeing franchises like go down in flames, like legendary franchises, just like get utterly destroyed all of a sudden like i mean halo's almost in the toilet at this point halo yeah. infinite's one of the biggest flops we've seen and it's like oh my gosh halo's started and halo seemed like i'm just using halo as an example because it's a series but I'm you're 100 right yeah it's like it's a it's it's like just a couple years ago if you would have told people like oh yeah halo would be in shambles uh by 2022 like nobody would have believed you it seemed it seemed untouchable like, even people who didn't play video games knew what Halo was. And then you've got other games like, you know, Cyberpunk, which had so much hype behind it, and then they were pressured oh, to release horrible. it. They were pressured to release it, and it came out with so many bugs that it was actually unplayable. Like, no one could even play it. And you've got, you know, various various examples of games just completely flopping. Or games being put in, like, the new live content format that's so big where... It's microtransaction heavy and, you know, it just destroys the it destroys the very foundation of like what that video game should be. And it's just awful. So like 
what's what's wrong with the industry and how do we fix this because i'm i'm sick i'm really sick of this i feel like there's so like i almost feel like when a game's announced that you're left to wonder like all right how is this gonna fail like because it seems well, like there's so few hits nowadays like obviously there's good ones like elden rings one of the more recent examples elden ring to my knowledge is a great game but like not every game but like it seems like there's way more bad than good all of a sudden well, you have the, you have the. Uh, it's like the inevitability of the uh, of satu- the saturation of the market. You can see, like with with same thing with movies and television. You could argue that there's a lot more flops than hits with movies these year these days. Yeah, because you see a lot of mo- more movies flop at, at the mar- at the uh, theaters than score big time mm-hmm. that aren't uh, obviously your Marvels or your Star Warses or your uh, superhero jaunts that are just uh, you know. Uh, movies that just flop because there's just people don't care about them. Yeah, but uh, probably the saturation of it. But also developers wanting to like go with the flow, I guess you could say, of the uh, <coughs> of the ever changing world of what people want. And video games take a long, long, sorry, long time. <laughs> You burp? <laughs> no, I had a hiccup. Uh, ah. Long time to to make. So when you're starting out with a video game, like one of the things that I noticed the most was uh, in in a in a big way was Borderlands Three came out a few years ago, and it was delayed for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first, the second Borderlands came out in like 2011 or 12, and then Borderlands Three didn't come out until like 2019. And a lot of the jokes in that uh, were, like, super dated because of, like, the time between writing and then releasing. Mm-hmm. It's just the entire market has shifted in the frame of, like, comedy. And, like, you can have a comedic game, but you can't have a comedic game based on, uh, you know, like, pop culture. Because pop culture is always shifting. Right. But that's just, like, a specific... Like, uh, you want to take a, a game that's... Super successful, but technically is a failure is Fortnite. Fortnite is technically a failure because Fortnite came was originally uh it was announced at like I think in like two thousand twelve as like a, a survival game. Here, let's see. When was So like what's currently or... the Save the World mode they call it. That's yeah. like that was the original plan. It was Fortnite. Which is super announced. boring, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was first announced at E3 in 2011 oh, as wow. a, uh, as a what do you call it, uh, a survival game. So, mm-hmm. like, you survive the night as the storm comes. You build up bases. And you can look at it. And, it, like, so it's so weird to see the original uh, release, like, demo of the game. Versus what we have today, and they tacked on the uh, the battle royale aspect as like an afterthought. It was basically right. like cobbled together, cobbled together. He could really tell from that from some of those original games. It's like cobbled together format of uh, of different bits from the original game. Like you have the weapons and the building mechanics, and then you have the basic layout of like the different locations. Like you have like the uh, tomato town and. Tilted Towers and all that. And those mm-hmm. were locations in the actual game that you would go to 
and you would uh, build up and then defend overnight as the zombie waves came, and you would play as the different classes. You'd play as like a heavy character or like a assault character or like a stealthy light uh, light attack character who had like a sword. And you could see this in the original uh, announcement trailers, like these characters uh, in this comedic world, uh, cartoonish world, that ended up becoming this insane... Like, you go from... Uh, go back to the original uh, Fortnite chapter one or whatever they call it nowadays and you <laughs> see that uh, the craziest skin was, oh, they had John Wick in the game. And it's like, oh, John Wick. <laughs> now they have, you could get, it's this, this funniest thing is they do this, this video that I saw. It's like a uh, Dragon Ball Z type uh, next time on Dragon Ball Z. It's like, after defeating uh, Rick and Morty with the rising shuriken that he learned <laughs> from his ma- master, Ariana Grande, LeBron James waits out at Kame House for Goku to arrive. Yep. And the funny thing is, that's all real. Yeah, exactly. Like, none of that is made made up. Like, LeBron James, Rick and Morty, uh, Ariana Grande, Goku, Master Chief, uh all the Marvel characters, apparently. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was a Marvel uh, season. Patrick Mahomes, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Ninja, a, a guy who played the game and basically made the game famous, like it is. Like they owe the lot. Snake Eyes from GI Joe. Nathan Drake. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just like such a re- think about it. Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Like, sure, G.I. Joe is like a popular fan choice, but G.I. Joe was a cartoon series created to sell toys in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And now he's in Fortnite just because he had a movie a few years ago. Yep. But they wouldn't even matter because they would just probably put him in there anyways. You'd probably have a bunch of uh, characters from different shows. That, I think like, they even like... went super obscure and they made like a Batman Who Laughs skin. I may be wrong, but I think oh, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, it's, they have a yeah, ton you have of Batman, DC you stuff. have Catwoman, you have, oh my gosh, I'm, it's insane yeah. the amount of characters you have. Darth Vader, yeah, Vader exactly. now. <laughs> Darth Vader, Obi Wan Kenobi, Stormtroopers, Kylo Ren, Rey, uh, all these different characters. So, and that game, if you look at the basis of what that game was sell, trying getting back to our original topic here, <laughs> was that game is technically speaking a failure because it's base model of what it was supposed to be sold as failed so it's mm-hmm. like you don't know what the uh what the, what the public wants because what they want shifts all the time like for uh battle royales were super popular and to an extent are still kind of popular but not so much anymore people are kind of growing tired of them and that's why it's a problem cuz a lot of a lot of the games are going towards like the live series model which originated with a lot of these battle royale games exactly like you have warzone from uh, yep yeah pretty much <laughs> the only surviving uh, battle royales at this point are warzone and fortnite i feel like War- every warzone apex cool. is, I just, oh yeah apex apex is, apex is, is another around. big one <laughs> Yeah, yeah I feel like is... but Apex is different. It, you have Apex to be was... a better player for that. <laughs> I'm bad Apex at that one, sold... which I am not. Yeah, I feel like Apex. Apex is different because Apex was sold. Apex is based off of the uh, Titanfall uh, brand. Oh, is of really? like, yeah. So it's like Titanfall. That. That's cool. It's, the origi- it's based within the Titanfall universe. So it's this 
uh apex uh, legends is basically like this like outlaws and criminals and other uh people like this is like a sport that happens within that universe <laughs> so uh so it's based on that but it was apex was shipped as apex legends like this is what it is yeah it was uh it was so that is technically a success but warzone it was a branch off of call of duty and call of duty has been around for I don't even know how long at this point. Long time. <laughs> long time. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well over probably 15 years. That's probably. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think Call of Duty One was on the original Xbox ages ago, but uh, yeah, but the Fortnite and Call of Duty, those are like, those are offshoots of uh, Warzone and Fortnite are offshoots of Fortnite, the Save the World version, and then uh. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Call of Duty and Call of so Duty. The first Call of Duty was in 2003. So yeah, so that's yeah, like I said, right. long time, well ago. over, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Incredible, but uh, but yeah, I think, like you point out, uh, the issue I felt with uh, with Halo is Halo is like this big franchise that. Uh, you is basically most people have been dependent on like the story is great and people i love the story as a big halo fan myself i love the story Mm -hmm. but first of all halo infinite story is garbage and so (laughs) lazy like i've 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 uh delved a lot into like the lore of halo and the external i've read i've listened to uh books and uh comics i have like a bunch of uh, visual dictionaries in my room right now (laughs) so i i very much love the uh the uh, the lore of Halo, but and so I was like, I'd love to have a lore based game where the game relies on the lore, but this game relied too much on external media because it wasn't like a, if you go from Halo Five to Halo uh, Infinite, it's like, what happened? Like, where's the story? <laughs> What's going on? And it's so lazy and so pathetic. But a big part of Halo, the Halo multiplayer experience, is it's shipped with barely anything right yeah most, that was the most big thing. every most everything like customizable is locked behind a paywall and it's this idea of these microtransactions that are killing gaming it's killing gaming mm-hmm. it's, it, it sounds it's dramatic but it's killing gaming because it doesn't make anything fun and you have to spend real life money to get this stuff and game pay and to having, win or pay to play yeah. You know? yeah i pay i played halo infinite from the moment it came out to like january i played it a lot and it was so hard maybe it was just because i suck at the game but it was so <laughs> hard to like unlock thing and it felt like the progression i bought the battle pass which is a terrible model mm-hmm. by the way i hate it's so sick of it. call of duty was a good had a good idea because it was you skip around the battle pass because you also call of duty has a very dedicated fan base to the multiplayer part not just Warzone. Mm-hmm. so you can unlock extra stuff with the battle pass but you also get like your normal stuff just by progressing and playing through regular uh multiplayer and i've unlocked a lot of stuff for that because i played a lot of uh, modern warfare and so you i unlocked most of the guns and everything through just playing the game so but with halo it felt oh i'm trying i'm playing the normal game but it didn't have a uh battle Royale x uh um like a battle, battle Royale. Com- yeah it didn't have a battle royale component a lot of people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, well, it failed because it didn't have a battle royale component." It's like that's not the problem. The problem yeah, is it was shipped. It shipped with nothing, and it's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well, we're gonna add stuff." They literally 
just a few months ago, like think three or four months ago, they just released a season two. Oh my god! For their for their multiplayer online, and even then, it didn't come with anything. So there's like, uh, Forge is a is a mode in Halo that oh, has yeah. been since Halo Three, that uh, you can add and create your own maps to play, and then uh, co-op story is another thing that people have been expecting, and a whole and just more maps. There's so few maps in Halo Infinite that's pathetic, and so that's pretty much why that failed. Mm-hmm. so bad is it's and it's just boring it's not fun people yeah. just aren't having fun i literally literally yesterday i logged or not yesterday i think it was friday logged into halo uh infinite for the first time in like six months i couldn't get i got like i could barely get a kill it was so impossible <laughs> like there's these people who have been playing for so long but it's still it's just it's hard it's yeah. so hard mm-hmm. and so but that's just me as a game but it's also boring it's like yeah. I, this is not fun this is not mm-hmm. fun not just for me getting killed but it's also just not fun because there's just so such a lack of content to uh to play and indulge in and so but to speaking to i feel like i'm the only one <laughs> i don't yeah. feel like i'm drowning you guys out but um cyberpunk cyberpunk is a big is big issue comes down to uh Pretty much an overpromising of, uh, uh, like, uh, 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 what do you call it? Overpromising feature is a pretty features big, good overpromising word. of. I was trying to figure think of the word features. <laughs> it's overpromising of uh, features in the game, so it's like, oh, we're gonna have uh, insane resolution and this insane branching story that you can play, and so you work on that and you can work on it, but then it comes down to the part of like, oh. This game eventually has to come out, and so mm-hmm. they delayed it. Like, first of all, like Cyberpunk was announced. Oh my gosh, I remember the original trailer for Cyberpunk coming out in like, let's see, when was Cyberpunk? When was... Yeah, that game had an immense amount of delays Cyber... over the course of its inception. Cyber... Yeah, Dawson, do you uh... have any? Do you have any games off the top of your head you can think of lately that have been like major disappointments for you specifically? May 2012. Every, everything made by EA. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, EA. Talk about EA a gaming just cashes in microtransactions and they're just they're in it for the money and they know, everyone knows it and it, they ship think... a half yeah they ship a half baked game and then expect you to buy EA the is rest shameless about it's it too copy and paste and I mean I think that's the problem with a lot of devs. Uh, or dev teams, I guess, is like uh, corporations that they work for. They're just like, all right, you have to push this out in a certain amount of time. They don't have time to put the quality and the effort that they want to into the game, which creates almost like what comes across as lazy, but I think it's mm-hmm. just a lack of resources and time and overworked employees. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And all the higher-ups just being like, well, we want it this way because we want to make more money. I think a quality game, visually and gameplay-wise, is tenfold better than just a cop-out, you know, like, copy-and-paste game that just, for the sake of getting it out by a deadline, they get it out, you know? Like, right. I think, like, I've seen, <clears throat> like, when um when Star Wars Battlefront 2 launched, it was a flop mm-hmm. because of microtransactions and stuff. It's an EA game. Uh, but, you know, DICE kind of helped out with it, and they basically put a lot of effort into it after it launched and made it into a 
completely different game. If it would have launched as the game it is right now, <clears throat> more people would have played it. Yeah, That's you're probably thing. right. Like, people got scared of it in the beginning because it was a half-baked product, you know? Don't, they don't want to pay 60 bucks for something that's not really, really worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've, I saw them put in all the work after the fact because they got so much feedback, you know, about it, and I saw so much effort then be put into the games to the game by the devs. Uh, it took them a while, and you could tell they were understaffed because it took <laughs> them forever to do to just add like skins to the game. Should have been in there to begin with. But once once we got those, like, it was just so much better. But unfortunately, like, the game was phasing out already because games only have a certain amount of lifespan before, you know, the vast majority of the, the gamer population dwindles away. <clears throat> so, like, I think just high-quality games are what keep people around. And I think that's why the older games have a lot of nostalgia and a lot of fans is because back then you had to put a lot of effort into the games because you were kind of like it was a newer industry so people were like you know companies they were like we have to make this the best product available we mm-hmm. can't just half butt it you know we have to we have to make this something people want to come back to so they want to buy the sequel so let's yeah. make this game as good as we can and that's why you've got like your first halos your first call of duties you know like you got all these old games that did really well because the effort and the the intentionality was there and i think that's the same for movies too like you look at the old marvel movies look at the look at the attention to detail in the vfx in those movies like iron man versus yeah like the shows that are going on now the devs are rushed to put out a product overworked on a, a, mm-hmm. yeah they're overworked they have a, too much of a deadline whereas those first movies they were like take your time be artistic you know like do something that will visually capture the audience and like make them feel like they are a part of the scene that's why i think the i think sometimes the vfx from the early 2010s and late 2000s like closing in on 2010 era i think sometimes those vfx are better than what we have now because a lot of stuff is rushed to get out there and make money mm-hmm. yeah but the irony in it is you're not going to make as much money with product that looks unfinished and i think finally companies are starting to hear the backlash of it from the fans and whatnot so i, I think the the solution matt which was what you asked way back when um <laughs> before andrew the, opens his mouth <laughs> <laughs> i think the solution is you don't buy those products yeah and you give your feedback to those mm-hmm. companies and basically just make a stand because they're gonna keep doing it if you're paying them it's like they're the... doing it for the money but most people won't do that so right. it's unfortunate it's like how so many it's like because yeah. you were talking about with like if I think that's what, what kind of like connecting to your point. I think that's why companies, game companies have so many microtransactions in their game now is that they're counting on people spending extra money before realizing how bad the game is basically. And then they're like covering the cost. Of exactly. The yeah. But like, game. you know, that's why, I mean, I, I brought up before, that's why I never play ultimate team on Madden, which is like literally the smallest oh, yeah, gesture, which is literally the smallest gesture ever. And probably doesn't really mean much because I'm still buying the game. Cause I, 
want to play the franchise mode. But um, you know, if we if you they get way more money from the microtransactions of Ultimate Team than they do from people actually buying. I've seen copies YouTubers spend ten thousand dollars a year on that. Yeah, it's ludicrous. Like why? Like why? Like those people are the reason that sports games or games with microtransactions in general are the way that they are. It's because there are oh. people out there, whether it's for content or just for their own, just for their own fun, I guess. Well, just companies like EA dump so much money. Yeah. yeah, they're like, look at how much money we get from this because there are microtransactions and cosmetics that people can buy mm-hmm. versus yeah. this mode that that more people statistically play. Right. Yeah. But we don't make any money on it. Let's focus on the one we make money on it. That's the exact case scenario with Madden. More mm-hmm. people play the free game mode, which is franchise. It's their most popular mode. They put no time or effort into it. Put all of their time and effort and money into the one with the microtransactions because mm-hmm. that's where they're making tens of thousands of dollars on stupid people <laughs> buying countless amounts of hard packs that mean nothing because you get a new game in a year. Yeah, right, exactly. And then you got to start all There's, over again. When it's pay yeah. to play, you don't feel the reward of earning it either. Yeah, yeah. which like I've I've brought up, I've sung the praises <laughs> of MLB the show's Diamond Dynasty mode, which is their ultimate team. They actually made it possible to not only put together a really good team without even touching an online game. I play exclusively offline. I have never played an online game on MLB the show and I also do not I've spent I've spent a little bit of money into it I'll admit because I don't feel as bad about it since they actually do a good job but you don't need to do that and like you could still enjoy the game without putting any extra money into it and it's like if you're gonna do the ultimate team model that's the way to do it for the sake of your users enjoyment but like they're not gonna do Madden is not gonna do that because EA is as we've established perhaps the most egregiously greedy dev not dev company out there so like they're that's how they're just going to keep doing it because like you said they get more money from it mm-hmm. which is yeah. a real darn shame because if they did ultimate team in the model that they have um the diamond dynasty in the show i i might i might play it because i would know i wouldn't have to spend money or play online to actually put together a team that i could have fun with yeah yeah it's 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 a big issue out here that we can only comment on, but it's a, it's come down a lot to like the crunching. Have you guys yeah. ever heard the phrase crunch? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Time crunch is a big issue that has plagued gaming for a very long time. It's like you work on these different aspects of a game that you come down to when the date is due that you just you work endless hours to try and get the game out, but um. I say a big uh, solve to this is uh, single-player games. Single-player story-driven games are some of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, because they have to have effort in in, Involved in gaming so much that they're so much fun. I just played a game I just uh, that is an insanely beautiful, amazing game that came out a few years ago called Unraveled. And it's oh, kind of yeah. like a... Pla- it's yeah. a side-scrolling... Uh, platformer that's so the story is so beautiful and the gameplay is so beautiful and it's got such a beautiful uh soundtrack that it's just it's just amazing i recommend it to everyone it's made by a small uh uh, swedish uh company and it's an independent game studio that was uh, it was put out i think by ea but it was it was developed by that studio and then ea helped with the publishing Mm -hmm. so 
but I would recommend people who want a great story, uh, main single player story driven game. Uh, that game is, I just finished it the other day. It's amazing. I think, I think that's why you hear so much. About, I think that's why you hear so much about indie devs is because they're the ones that are actually putting their heart into the game and oh, trying yeah. to make a good product. They can't afford not to. Exactly. Exactly. It's like Andrew was saying back to when they were, the game's industry was new and people actually had to try because if it, they put out a crap product, no one was going to buy it. No one was going to play yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, it's interesting you bring up that Unraveled game. I believe that's a game that my my youngest sister, Kate, uh, played for a bit on the Xbox. Oh. I don't think she ever finished it, but I know she did play it. It's it's an insanely beautiful game. Like yeah. I, I can't sing its praises enough. You want to mm-hmm. if you want to kill me with a game, kill me with a game soundtrack. Oh, There's yeah. another game that I played recently. It's a PlayStation exclusive called Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Oh hmm. my gosh! If you have a PlayStation, play this game. <laughs> the soundtrack, or just listen to the soundtrack. It's on Spotify. It's called "Everybody's Gone to the Rapture." It is. It makes me feel things that I don't completely understand (laughs) like it just it it reaches it's it's slimy dangly uh long fingers into my soul and then grips it so hard that i just feel like i i don't even know it's literally i highly recommend listening to the soundtrack if not playing the game the game is amazing it's it's hard to describe i would look up a a uh so a like description of the game but then play the game it's it's incredible like soundtracks in single player games uh they just blow me away it's an underrated aspect i think for sure because some some companies are really lazy about the music they put in but the ones that actually care about it and make good selections and actually put a lot of effort into the music it like it really builds the atmosphere of it and like you oh, said, yeah. it can make you feel things if they do it right. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel things. Like if music, music, it like this soundtrack, if you didn't believe for some weird reason, you didn't believe music was art, mm-hmm. this will make you believe music is art. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, I cannot sing its praise. It's enough. Just like a soundtrack in a video game. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen, we fixed the video game industry. Good job. There we go. <laughs> We done did it. We did it. There you go. Devs, I hope you're paying attention. <laughs> EA. Oh, Get your crap I, I, together. I forgot about this. But if you want to see uh, about games that are released without all the features and really buggy and like specifically what we were talking about, mm-hmm. there's two videos that are polar opposites of each other. Polar op- Not so much the videos are polar opposites, but the situations and the games in that are described in the videos. It's called, one is called, they're both by a YouTube channel called Internet Historian, which is a hilarious YouTube channel that I suggest everyone check out. There's, <laughs> he's super funny. He's also, I think he's either Australian or New Zealand. Nice. I, can't, I don't specifically know, but um, I think he's Australian. Mm-hmm. But it's called the, uh, the first video is called The Fall of 76, and it's about Fallout 76 and the horrendous, horrendous, uh, release that it had yeah, it was, that's one it was of the terrible. that's one of the worst game releases yeah. i can remember in recent memory at and least so it's the, that's the fall of 76 and then the other video is called the end good and good editing good editing 
<laughs> of uh of no man's sky and so oh, it yeah. goes it follows the story of no man's sky which yeah. was a just just ridiculous the terrible release but has become an incredible amazing game just over the years of them yeah uh, i played it working. since it it was yeah. fixed and it's great it's still I even played it back in 2018 i bought it and it was still like just a boring kind of nothing game but even in the past few years they've released so much stuff that are like that it's incredible I get bored it's with games like that kind of easily. I played it along with yeah. Dawson and our friend Eli that we play with. He, so they, I don't get as much enjoyment out of games like that. So I still find it a little bit boring. But I do, I am aware of what it was like at release, and I can still see the steps they, the steps they took to actually like make it a good game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I highly recommend those videos. So the Fall of '76 and the Engooding of. Uh, of No Man's Sky are both two videos that are polar opposites. They're the same situation to start, mm-hmm. but they're polar opposites to see how those uh, different uh, studios handled that uh, that situation. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right, that's gonna bring us to a close for this episode. Um, uh, if you could give us a follow on whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us. And if the one that you use uh, has a review feature, uh, we'd really appreciate a review. Five stars preferably, but we also appreciate honesty at the same time. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at the.nbn.podcast. We post updates about um, the new episodes coming out and things like that. So give us a follow there. We're also on Facebook on the Nothing But Nonsense podcast page. So give us a follow there as well. And we wanted to thank y'all for joining us, and we'll see y'all next week. All right, I wanted, to end, I wanted to say a quick joke first. This is going to take 30, 10 seconds. I hope it's better than your one about Russia and the politics or whatever Alaska. that one was supposed to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. All right, so a man, run, a man runs into a stable, and he says to his horse, he said, did you steal my, my thesaurus? And the horse says, nope. Ha <laughs> Gosh. That is a good one. That's a great note to end on. All right. Goodbye. Later. (laughs) See ya.